Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Name Three Songs. I'm Sarah Fagan. I'm Jenna Milling, and this is a podcast where we discuss feminist issues in music and pop culture, all while empowering fangirls. Because let's be honest, fangirls knew about that band way before you did. This week... We have a lot of fangirl nonsense for you. You know, it was kind of like a slow, big news week, other than Britney Spears' memoir that's coming out. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a deep dive on Justin and Britney in the latter half of this episode. We're going to go back through their relationship timeline, give you all the he said, she said details that you guys want to know, and then talk about what is happening with the memoir. So we're doing that for the second half of this episode, and the first half of this episode is just going to be a lot of fangirl nonsense because we're feeling silly goofy and we just like want to get it out with you guys. I mean, so much happened this week in regards to fangirl nonsense news, and like we have to take fangirl nonsense seriously, even though there's it's like nonsense. a little bit of something for everyone. Like we have Bad yeah. Bunny, we have Millie Bobby Brown, we have Taylor Travis once again, we have Sydney Sweetie Glenn Powell, we have Bradley Cooper, Gigi Hadid. Weirdly, um, <laughs> most importantly, we have Anita and Damiano in a music video. <laughs> And also, for my fellow music theater nerds, we have some Jonathan Groff being silly goofy, which Jenna and I were losing our minds about. So we are going to put the timestamps for all of that stuff on our Instagram story. If you want to go through and find a certain part, you can find it there. But also, we have been losing our minds a little bit when it comes to our radio show, because we've been interviewing so many great artists that we're now just obsessed with. It's been really fun because if you guys have been listening to the podcast since the beginning, you guys will know, but Jenna and I got our start doing concert photography and music journalism. And like, we both really love interviewing artists and getting to know them and talk to them. As you guys have seen throughout the years of name three songs, we've been able to sprinkle in artist interviews every now and again, but it's been really fun and exciting for us to get to talk to artists. Some that we've listened to for a while, some that we've just now discovering and getting to know them and then sharing that with y'all and I, ho- I hope you guys have been enjoying them too because they're like up on our podcast feed on Sundays and yeah it's just been fun sharing that with each other and like Jenna and I getting to be emo about like having really cool conversations with really cool people together and then like <laughs> coming and sharing it, it is, with you guys. It has re-sparked <laughs> our love for music and live music and all things. The one that we are very excited about as of recently just dropped on our podcast feed. It is with Quarters of Change. They are a four-piece band out of New York City. I just got to say them play at Austin City Limits Music Festival, which also, by the way, if you missed it last week, we put up a Patreon episode where I'm talking all about ACL Festival. I talk about 1975. We talk about Niall Horan. We talk about Dave Grohl. We talk about a lot of bands over there. So if you guys want to hear more about festivities, you can find it on Patreon. And like you probably know, Sarah and I come from emo music like warp tour pop punk like that bubble so like rock music is very important to us and then it's like on the podcast we obviously talk about a lot of pop stars but like at our core we love rock music and like (laughs) quarters of change is really just like bringing me to life (laughs) honestly (laughs) like i don't think i've been this excited about a rock band since catfish and the bottleman 
like original debut Catfish and the Bottleman. And that's saying a lot because that's like a really good yeah. album. But I yeah. will say like Quarters of Change are like making me really excited about rock music what's happening and, in new york city and what's happening in new york yes. city right now because there yeah. are a lot of bands making rock music and like it's just really cool to be here and like be aware of Witnessing it, it. <laughs> well, well, aware. Like, it's, it's, it's really cool because like yeah. when i'm looking for like artists to to possibly photograph or work with or whatever like i'm coming up time and time again on like four dudes with guitars and like it sounds so unhinged, but like there haven't been like four dudes with guitars who aren't just trying to be the 1975 <laughs> in so long. And it feels so crazy every time I say it, but I believe it in my core that like we are witnessing a new Meet Me in the Bathroom era. I believe this fully. As Ben said in our interview with him, it can't just be all about the strokes forever and always. Like somebody has to replace them eventually. Yeah. And I think like, why not this newer generation who's not gonna be DMing 17 year olds when they're in their 40s? Like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there like an era of, of TikTok being like, where's the four dudes with guitars? Like, where's yes, the white there, men with guitars? Yes, there literally have been. They're like people complaining, being like, where, <laughs> where are they? <laughs> it's very funny, but our interview with him is really great like it's just so cool when you listen to their music and like you love their music but you get to talk to them and they're very clearly thought out about their artistry and what they're doing and like their impact within music and like the scene that they're in right now and that's what our conversation with ben was and it was just so amazing to hear that from him so highly highly recommend you guys go listen to that interview listen to quarters of change if you guys have artists you like really want us to interview like come hit us up on the dms like let us know who you guys are loving right now that you want to hear from and with all that again we'll have timestamps for everything in our instagram stories but i think we might as well just get into this fangirl nonsense sarah what would you like to kick it off with because we have a long list i feel like the bombshell of our episode today is like such a big thing and like there's been so much fangirl nonsense happening this week for everyone anything that you like i feel like there was a fangirl nonsense moment for you this week my big one like there's a ton but my big one that's like very niche to me and whoever else might listen (laughs) might be a musical theater fan is that there is a revival of the sondheim musical merrily we roll along starring jonathan groff Dana Radcliffe and Lindsay Mendez. And as a longtime musical theater fan, I've luckily been able to see Jonathan Groff in quite a lot of things. And when I was a teenager, my mom and I went to go see Spring Awakening. And all we could talk about after the show was the fact that he was spitting everywhere as he sang. Like we could not get over it. We thought it was so funny because like, I feel like there's always that like, oh no, if you sit in the first couple rows of a Broadway theater, like somebody might, you might get a little wet. Because, like, people are, like, trying to project their voices and sometimes spit. But, no, I, we, you, like, if anybody's watched the Hamilton, like, live tape on Disney, like, you've seen it firsthand. Like, this man is a, is a water feature, (laughs) water feature in a Disney hotel. Like, there's so much spit (laughs) coming out of this man. Anyway, so the three of them to promote this revival did the lie detector test for Vanity Fair. And (laughs) oh my God. And there's a video of them being like, you're like known for spitting. Like how, like, why does this happen? It's just like this back. It's so funny. There's just like this back and forth where he's like, like the beginning's like kind of funny, just a little bit goofy. And then they're like, yeah, but like how... 
how do you like how does this keep happening and he's like well i get wet and they're like no (laughs) no think about what you're saying and rephrase it and then jonathan's like yeah but i i get wet because and they're like no rephrase that (laughs) he just like doesn't seem to understand it and they're like you just like have so much saliva like how are you so moisturized and like hydrated and they're like there's just so much spit and he's like well it's not just spit so (laughs) so when i get wet and they're like no (laughs) and and this is so funny to me personally because like this is like the fact that jonathan groff spits so much has been a joke between me and my mom since i was like 15 so that's like more than half of my life at this (laughs) this and like we like lovingly call him amongst our family sir spitz a lot and there was this one time where he was in a shakespeare in the park play and my mom's like oh yeah we're gonna bring ponchos and i was like oh because it's outside and she goes no because we're really close to the stage and john the groff just spits so much Like, it's hilarious to me that this was like an ongoing joke for like you and your family way before like for, forever before this video ever came out because Sarah just showed me this video and it is genuinely hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like already funny for like people who don't know that like my family and I have been making fun of this man for like over a decade but it's like extra funny and I sent it to my mom and she was like I'm gasping for air. <laughs> Because, like, after the Hamilton movie, whatever, and everybody was watching it during COVID, everybody was like, now the whole world is aware of Jonathan Groff's, like, spitting problem when he's performing on stage. Because I feel like most people who don't go to Broadway shows, like, have known him from TV, if they know him at all. And so, like, there's not spitting involved in that because he's not projecting. So it's just really funny because it's like... (laughs) The amount of times this man tried to say... I get what with the longest pause after with the longest pause after not even like finishing a sentence. He's like, I, I get what <laughs> like, no. Yeah. They're like, like he's saying it and like, he's pausing not as if like for comic for like for comic timing, he's pausing because he's like, this is the factual statement that I am making. Do you have follow up questions? <laughs> And they're like, no, we don't follow up questions because you're not answering the original one. And your answer is incorrect. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a gift. It's so good. <laughs> we will. I'll post this video on our Instagram so you guys can come enjoy the hilariousness of the, like, the delirium that we have just been partaking in for the past like 10 minutes here. I'm surprised that you didn't start off with Anita. <laughs> because... <laughs> We were collectively losing our minds over this music video. Anita has a music video for her song called Mil Veses featuring Damiano from Monoskin, who, if you know, is like the hottest man to ever live. But when we say featuring, this man is not singing on this song. No, this no, man no, is no. in he's this video acting. as a hot, sexy man. <laughs> he's he's not even acting. He is just appearing as himself making out with Anita. <laughs> like, I... I've never been so firmly in the camp that just hot friends should be able to make out aggressively with no with with, with nothing nothing causing any issues. I'm just like, why can't I do this with my friends? No strings, no problems, no thoughts. Like Okay, so the It's for the art. It's fine. 
approach your hot friends, say, we must kiss for the art, and that's it. <laughs> the thing is, uh, so this music video, it is very steamy. I mean, I feel like there's, there's a shower scene, there's a bed scene, <laughs> they're making out from all angles possible, tongues are in places. It's just about everything you can imagine. And I was just like, what is the email that was sent <laughs> <laughs> to make this happen? Like, we would like Damiano to appear in a music video with Anita to make out. Like, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. As friends. I just, like... As be, a paid but actor. Also, but also, based off of his Instagram post, like, these two have never met before. He was, well, like... they probably met at, um... Like, briefly at the VMAs, probably. Yeah, the VMAs, I just happened, I was gonna say. But, like, the caption was literally, like, she is such a funny, sweet girl. It was so <laughs> nice to spend time with her. And I was, like, a funny, sweet girl? I'm, like, I want to know... How, I, what I happened wanna, after? I'm, I'm, like, I want specifically to interview a man after she did that hip thing to him in a bedroom and ask him what it felt like. (laughs) Anita is an athlete. Let's say that she's an athlete when it comes to twerking and hip rolling. It is honestly a sport. And like, I've never seen, I've never seen this before. Whatever she is doing in that music video, I am positive has killed at least three men. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I watched it and I was like, have I ascended? What is happening? <laughs> I love that collectively Anita is now the most famous woman to me and Sarah. <laughs> because she did the collab song with TXT, which is also hilarious because her whole brand, her brand is sex. So, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Um, And then Sarah, obviously, both big Monoskin fans. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, that video was truly, like, bordering the line of just, like, all-out porn. Yeah. I was like, damn, girl. You know what? If I could, I would, too. (laughs) (laughs) If I could just send an email being like, so I I want to make it with Damiano. (laughs) But, like, artistically... And for also the art. maybe and also maybe like ruin his life in the process oh my god wow like i don't know how anybody can go up from there no <laughs> no that like that ended that ended pop culture we can we can all just go home now we don't need to do our podcast anymore there was a behind the scenes video and anita was just like oh my god i'm so nervous i'm losing my mind and then she just like shrieks and I'm just like, disrespect me, like about Damiano. And I was like, girl, I have never related to anything more in my yeah. whole entire life. Yeah. Yeah. I just like shook. So shook. It was incredible. Amazing. I don't think anyone will ever recover from it. There's no coming back for me. No, there's really not. There's really not. That's what I was like impressed Sarah didn't open with this. My personal favorite from the week is Taylor Swift's reaction to Travis Kelsey falling during <laughs> the most recent football game in which she is not just, oh, bummer. She is concerned. She's about to run on the field. She's about to get down on her knees for this man to make sure he's all right and give him mouth to mouth. Like she was a like, paid actress. Her reaction though, was like, priceless. The shudder that she shuddered when he fell. I was like, Taylor, like part of your shtick is that like you watch football. Like, you know that this happens. Like, why are you reacting like this? But I guess maybe she's just in love. There also is a photo of Taylor Swift kissing Travis Kelsey on the internet. I DM'd yes. it to you. Did yeah. you see it? Yes. 
Yeah. I'm shook. I support this era. I support it deeply. And also, like, for anybody who's being like, oh, this is fake. There's also, like, all this drama around Patrick Mahomes, his wife, Brittany, and his brother. Because I think his brother is allegedly a bad man. And Brittany was, like, Patrick's high school sweetheart. And apparently all these people hate her. I don't know. She seems fine to me. But she and Taylor are, like besties now they have like a secret handshake they were like dancing together during the whole game and i was like this is so wholesome and i'm here for taylor swift once again pretending to be a girl's girl interesting i don't know enough about football core football culture. i don't know football uh, pop that's, culture. All, that's that's all i know like that's like the <laughs> pop culture stuff i know is there's lots of weirdness around people's feelings about Brittany mahomes but i feel like you would be weird if you married your high school sweetheart who like from the jump was like destined to be a football star and like whatever like they seem to be happily in love and they have like two kids but i just i'm always i i think it's funny that like taylor swift being around here and hanging out with her and befriending her to some extent is like inadvertently changing a lot of people's minds about this woman. And I'm like, that's really interesting how powerful Taylor is. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, like I do know it, but I think it's also just like, I'm so used to being like, Oh, Taylor like uses her like, Oh, look at me and my gal pals. Like it's always to like help her. And so it's really funny that like, this is actually helping Brittany Mahone. Wait, speaking of Taylor's gal pals, I actually have breaking news to tell Sarah. Sarah hasn't even heard this before. What? So the Jonas brothers were in Austin again on uh-huh. Sunday night performed Saturday night Joe Jonas was spotted at three places that I frequent and right before I was there oh my I God. went to this in Austin I went Duh. to this wine bar to meet my friends and they came from a restaurant that Joe was at and then when we were at the wine bar my, my friends are friends with the people who work there and they said Joe was literally just at the wine bar and then we were like is I'm he gonna come shook. two-stepping tonight he did not come to stepping. Apparently, he went to another brewery that my friends found out later. But I almost had to run in with Joe. If he had showed up at two stepping, it would have been too obvious that he was trying to hook up with a local. So going to a brewery is less obvious. <laughs> That's crazy. That's wild. Very silly. I also have been haunted by the fact that Bad Bunny still looks hot even when dressed like Shrek. <laughs> was that for an SNL skit? Yes. I didn't I okay, I saw his like opening I saw his monologue and I saw the skit where he plays the mom. So I saw those two. I haven't seen everything else. Yeah, there was a sketch with uh Please Don't Destroy, which are like they do like side sketches or it's like a side quest. And it's like Bad Bunny shows up dressed like Shrek and he's like they're like, Oh, do you want us to write you a Shrek sketch? And he's like, No. I wrote a Shrek sketch. <laughs> and they're like, we're not doing this. Like, he, like, tells, like, the whitest one of all of them. He's like, you will be Puss in Boots. And they're like, Benito, wouldn't it make more sense for you to be Puss in Boots? He goes, why ever would that be? <laughs> so, it's, so, it's so funny. And it was, like, it was so stupid. But it was, like genuinely very good he's like i'm surprised well i'm not actually that surprised because he has acted before but like i was like oh he's like really good at this but i did think it's funny that both jenna and i were correct in the fact that like a lot of the sketches were in spanish and that he did the mosquitoes (laughs) wait in a sketch 
Well, he did or the mosquitoes the for the previews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was saw um, that he didn't do it again for yeah, the monologue. Yeah, yeah, his monologue. Well, his monologue was like, many people are wondering if I can host SNL in English. And the answer is I can host SNL in English. But really, I do what Bad Bunny does what he wants or something like that. I just think it's hilarious that this whole time my conspiracy about Bad Bunny is like this man can speak English, but he is like chooses you, not to. Yeah, chooses not to, and he's like, "Why would I appease to the colonizers?" True. And I just think it's so funny because he essentially confirmed true. exactly yes. that, yeah. and I was yeah. like, "I cannot believe that we have mind melted." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next natural thing is for you to just call. Benito, up. Benito up. <laughs> I did also think it was funny in his monologue. Ask him to be in your music like, video. <laughs> I mean, in his monologue, he was like, everything is better in Spanish, especially sex. Oh, yeah. He did say that. <laughs> I'm sure. I yeah. Like, I was like, I'm sure Kendall does not understand a word you say, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> I'm just like, he's so like normal hot and she just like has Instagram face and I'm like, can't you date another normal hot person like True. me? <laughs> <laughs> like, or Teffy. Te- that's also fine. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know if she wants a, a, a date for Teffy is a win for it. us all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if that's of interest for her, but it's of interest for me. I I'm, pretty just, like, sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure I it is. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, but also in speaking of relationships, we do have the teaser for Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell's Anyone But You. Which I think is so funny because as you guys probably remember, months ago, like almost a year ago now. We basically we did put like, out a conspiracy episode. Yeah, we put out a whole episode about like the internet's conspiracies surrounding what was going on with Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney. I know, but we were also believing the conspiracies. I mean, it was good. It was it was great. It was great fun. I think it was great promo for the movie. But now the movie's coming out like almost a year later. And the personally for me, the trailer left me feeling high and dry. I feel like they gave me nothing. I feel like the uh, potential cheating that was going on was more exciting than the trailer for this movie. The choice of song makes it sound like it's a thriller when I don't think it is. Like the the clips that they picked are not sexy. They look like they have no chemistry. Glenn Powell could have chemistry with a rock based off of other rom-coms that he's been in and Sydney Sweeney is giving nothing. And like, oh, I'm so upset because like, honestly, if they like literally had picked a different song for the trailer, I think it would have been better. But for some reason, the song that they picked is giving Mr. and Mrs. Smith what it's supposed to be like an enemies to lovers rom-com. I don't know. I'm so upset. I'm so sad because I was like so in it. I was so like, I'm obviously going to go see the movie, but I have AMC A-list. So like, it's not going to cost me any money. (laughs) Why? Because if you go see three movies, it's basically free. If you go see two movies, you only need to see two movies and then it's basically free. Yeah. So like, it's not going to harm me to go see this movie, but the trailer was just like, it was so disappointing. I'm so sad. (laughs) Um, I have less thoughts. That's fine. I just needed to share. I'm sure some of you guys have thoughts because, you know, everybody's on different sides of the yeah. internet when it comes to my that kind personal of stuff. thought was Glenn Powell's face is annoying. Yeah, he does look extra chatty. He does look very <laughs> chat in this movie. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. The other thing that happened this week that I'm obsessed with and dying over is Millie Bobby Brown did as it's like, I don't even know. She's doing a press run just for herself for some reason. I don't know what she's promoting because she can't promote any movies. I guess maybe the fact she's engaged and like happy and a youth, like good for fucking her. Um <laughs> But she did a Glamour interview, and I think we've gotten the best quote of any celebrity interview ever, where uh, she credits her feminist awakening to a visit with a psychic who informed her that she was, in fact, a feminist. And I just, like, love the idea. (laughs) I just, like, love the idea of, like, walking down the streets because, like, she's engaged to John Bon Jovi's son, and John Bon Jovi is famously from New Jersey. So I'm just, like, imagining, like, her and whatever her fiancé's name is, (laughs) whatever bon jovi it is walking down the streets of like atlantic city and seeing a sign for like ten dollars for a psychic reading and like going in and the psychic being like the spirits have spoken to me millie you're a feminist (laughs) but also her not believing she was one before is hilarious to me like her just walking around being like why would i be a feminist and then the psychic's like you're a feminist and she was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) i must be like, I just think it's so funny. And just, like, the internet's reaction to it was, like, hilarious. And I was like, wow. I love when Twitter feels like what Twitter once was, where everybody comes together. I mean, Britney Spanos said, I mean, I guess as long as you get there somehow. <laughs> it's just so funny. I'm like, this is incredible. I love every second of this. It's just so funny. But yeah, my last piece of fangirl nonsense is also something that we've talked about on the podcast before, which is paparazzi photos and how we feel about them. (laughs) Because we have these photos of Bradley Cooper and Gigi Hadid, who are apparently dating. They have, like, a vast age gap, but, like, she's very above legal age and he's a grown adult, so whatever. We can't really complain about it. It's fucking weird, but, like... She's a mom and a grown woman and he's a dad and a grown man. So whatever. But these photos are so funny because the origin of this, of me personally seeing these paparazzi photos, they're walking in the streets of New York City, holding hands in the rain, no umbrellas in sight. And I first saw these photos on Demois' Instagram story because they posted that somebody sent them a DM at like 9 a.m. that morning, being like, just walked past Gigi Hadid and Bradley Cooper, clearly about to go on a pap walk. Um, They're outside in the pouring rain in New York City with sunglasses on and no umbrellas in sight. He looks bad. (laughs) Yes. These are like really bad. Like they're really, really bad. And like they, these two have been like popped separately, like so many times in similar locations over the past like week and a half. So it's very funny. And also, like, Gigi Hadid has, like, a clothing line, and Bradley was wearing, like, a flannel from the clothing line. So, like, obviously something's going on here. But I just think it's so funny when, like, there are certain situations when, like, a plan did happen. So, like, a planned, candid paparazzi shoot where they, like, call up to try and get some press about them possibly being a couple themselves. And it's so obvious because, like, why would they be doing this? Like, they're not even sharing a cute umbrella. They're just walking... Yeah, they're just 
just looks so stupid. And it's as if like they had it in the calendar being like, we have to do it on this day. I know. Like regardless of weather, regardless of how we're feeling. This it is just the only time happen. we're both free to walk in the street together. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's so funny. He just like his underwear showing his shirt is like riding up. His hair looks gray. Like his sweatpants looked like baggy, but not in a good way. Like they look stretched out. Like they need to be washed. Like, sir, you could have done better. My question is, is like, were they trying to go for like, oh, they've been holed up in their apartment for days having rampant sex and they're going to the bodega to pet a cat and get some ice cream. Like what? Like what? Like, I just don't understand. But I'm just like, I'm obsessed with it because like sometimes I you could debate for hours whether something is planted or not. And in this situation, it's so obvious that I'm like, they're not even trying to yeah. act like yeah. they're not doing this. And yeah. it's so funny. Thank you so for informing funny. us. I never, like, I never, I'm, I never know if, I never know when these things are happening. So it's amusing to me when Sarah informs us. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I just gotta gotta bring in the just know. silly, goofy photo editor side of my brain to the conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So with all of the fangirl nonsense, I was actually like informative and wonderful. <laughs> Out of the- <laughs> actually informative. You know, informative to everybody about our opinions about celebrities being goofy. Duh. <laughs> obviously obviously we do have like the big bombshell of the week which is that every single journalist in all of the land was given a press copy of Britney Spears's memoir and now nobody has to read the book maybe uh, because <laughs> <laughs> because they gave us so many exclusives about this book and there was like a lot there. Was, so basically, like the big first thing was that People magazine did a cover story and interview with Britney, which is actually really interesting. It was a pretty good story. I think my favorite part about it was the fact that she did confirm like the fan conspiracy about the fact that she shaved her head to have some sort of control back. And it was the last time she had control of herself bef- yeah. until recently when the conservatorship finally ended. So I thought that was really interesting. But The bigger thing that the internet is losing their minds about is like we were all speculating when the memoir was announced, like, oh, what are we going to get about the Britney and Justin of it all? Because, again, like this is like a two year relationship that has taken up so much pop culture bandwidth that it feels like they dated for a decade, which is not not what happened. But the big situation, the big thing of it all is that Britney Spears revealed that she had an abortion while she was in a relationship with Justin Timberlake. And if you know anything about Britney Spears, you know that 
she desperately has always wanted children. I continued wanting children into like her conservatorship and like her ovaries were not controlled by her for like the past like decade plus that she was in the conservatorship. And so this has been like a really crazy story and time for everybody because anybody who cares about Britney Spears or Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake has been enemy number one for quite some time. Well, also Britney <laughs> never got to tell her story yeah. about their breakup because Justin controlled the narrative. She never got to say anything and she was very much the villain in all of this. So we've never yeah. heard Britney's side of the story. Yeah. Cause like, that's the thing is like they both did essentially a press tour after their breakup and Britney was made to be the villain and like literally made to like cry on national TV. Whereas because Justin the story Timberlake, was that like the rumor was that she had cheated on Justin, right? With one of her well, dancers. The, I think so. She confirmed that she did do that. So also one of the other exclusives that has come out from the book that there's been a bunch of articles about is that Britney did in fact quote unquote cheat on Justin Timberlake with her choreographer Wade Robson Brittany says that they kissed she said that we were out one night and we went to a Spanish bar and we danced and danced and I made out with him that night so who knows what like if Brittany's telling the full truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth there but the way Justin Timberlake was acting was a lot worse than that so I mean if you guys have listened to our podcast for quite some time a couple years ago we had Troy McKitty from Dunzo podcast and also beyond the blinds come on the podcast to talk about exploitative men in relationships with female musicians and we heavily discuss britney and justin with him because troy if anybody follows him listens to his podcast like he is famously a britney supporter and he knows everything about anything there is to know so it's a great episode if you want to go back and listen to that conversation with him but i want to rewind with y'all to the year 2002 Because somehow there's still an article on the internet from the year 2002. (laughs) And that's when Justin and Brittany broke up. And we have found out recently, again, from all of this stuff coming out from the memoir, that Justin broke up with Britney Spears over a text message, which is hilarious. Breaking up with somebody over a text message in 2002. I didn't even know you could text in 2002. It was only like 150 characters. It was like the original tweet. We're done literally it was bad like everything that was going on between them was not good you could tell very much that the relationship ended poorly because justin basically went on like a slander tour of britney spears and was like i was wronged yeah which is literally insane and so most people probably know that crimea river was about britney spears and was about their breakup and like in the music video there was like a blonde woman in it and he's like justin timberlake is like stalking her basically and that's supposed to be britney so in this mtv news article from december of 2002 written by joe d'angelo called justin and britney at war magazine's cover story declares he's writing up about an us weekly cover story which was titled Britney vs. Justin, The War is On. And so Joe writes, although Timberlake has professed that nearly every career choice is his own, he told a TRL audience on the day the video premiered that the idea for the Crimea River video came from director Francis Lawrence. And while the clip's sentiment that Britney cheated on Justin, with choreographer Wade Robson, us says, but Robson denies it, might be unmistakable to some fans. The NSYNC singer skirted around what everyone wanted to hear by saying, the video is not about her, the video is about me. And then he continues on to write, Spears, meanwhile, won't fess up to the connection either. Calling in 
to TRL on Friday. She denied <laughs> that there was even a resemblance between herself and her supposed doppelganger. Quote, the last time I looked in the mirror, I didn't think I really looked like her. Brittany, like, told them on TRL when she was asked about the clip. And then she continues to say, boys will be boys. So it was definitely a crazy, ridiculous time that I personally am still not over. And Justin continued on, like, following this breakup to just, like, basically... As we've already said, he wanted to control the narrative to the point where he was going on radio shows. He was talking to anybody who would listen to basically make Britney seem like she wasn't this goody two shoes that everybody assumed that she was. I mean, the thing that I remember the most from like the Britney Spears documentary that came out in like 2020 was the clips of like him on Barbara Walters versus her with Diane Sawyer. Because on Diane Sawyer, she was just like, Diane, she was like grilling her. And Britney was like literally crying on camera. And then yeah. once again, Justin was like made out to be this like angel boy who can do no wrong. But we have a write up in the mirror from 2023. All this stuff that's come out. Again, people are digging up like old quotes and stuff. And so they pulled this interview with Justin in which he did an interview on the Star and Buck Morning Show. And this author, Emma Wilson, writes The singer was crudely quizzed about his relationship with Britney as rumors began to. To swirl that the famously abstinent couple had in fact had sex quote justin timberlake is in the house and i just want to ask you one question did you f britney spears the host asked prompting justin to laugh and then justin goes oh man okay i did it he shouted as the radio studio erupted into cheers and hollering the cringeworthy interview didn't stop just there as justin was asked if he had oral intercourse with britney to which he said i did it i'm dirty i'm in so much damn trouble man i'm going to get calls from my mother he laughed i just remember hearing this audio clip because it was going around tiktok like at the time that the documentary came out and it's like honestly haunting listening to it like he sounds so proud of himself and also like i don't know he just sounds evil like yeah. i just feel like that's yeah. such an evil horrible thing yeah. to do to somebody and like on top of it, just like being somebody that you so were supposed to love and have been in a long term relationship with, yeah. like they've been friends yeah. since it they was were very kids. Very much a revenge thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much like disregarding who she was as a person or the relationship they had or anything, and literally just being about revenge. Yeah, and it's like looking at Justin's dating history following the breakup with Britney. Like he was tied to so many people, including Jenna Dewayne, who was married to Channing Tatum for some time and Alyssa Milano. And like, these were people who were friendly with Britney. Like Jenna Dwayne was a backup dancer for NSYNC or I think for Justin, one or the other. And like, there's so much potential that Justin was also cheating on Britney in the last like couple months of their relationship, just based off of the people that he was around and then connected with as potentially dating. And for him to just like do, I don't know, like there was no reason for him to do this. Like, I just don't understand why it couldn't have been amicable. He did say, I guess in this interview, he said, when we initially parted ways, I felt like she had a couple of opportunities to just sort of stick up for me and she didn't, which is fine. But at that time, you know, I fought back. I used my mind and came up with a song. What does he mean? Like, I guess we don't know. And what opportunities would she have stuck up from him? I mean, I said this when we talked to Troy, and I'm going to say it again. Like, at the time, Justin Timberlake was part of a five-member boy band. He was in sync. Like, Britney catapulted his star power, and I think that he felt like he deserved it. 
Like, mm. I feel like he felt like I deserve to be famous. I'm supposed to be famous because, again, like, he was yeah. a mama's boy. His mom was always, like, pushing him to be the star. Like, that was always their goal for him. And so I think, like, he was so, like, obsessed with this idea of fame and him deserving to be famous and not just be connected to, like, four other boys at all times. Right. That he probably is like, oh, like, there's there was potential for Britney to, like... I don't know look out for me whatever well also like in this time period like because we talk about justin timberlake as the blueprint for a lot of like yeah. boy banders who do the sexy thing but at the time there like there wasn't really a blueprint for this of being in a boy band and then becoming yeah. famous as a solo artist i mean like in that regard it was kind of the wild west i mean like he was trying like figuring out how to get as much fame as he could at the time right because there wasn't how do you distinguish yourself from a five-piece like boy bands like to to the outside they're all the same unless you're a fan there it's just one they're all the same there's the other thing that i think so it's important to keep that in mind about this time period but the other thing that's important to keep in mind is just like i want to say how conservative society was but not necessarily yeah. pop culture because clearly like they're asking them very crude like interview yeah. questions like i don't think I don't know. I mean, maybe it depends on what the publication is, but at least not primetime TV. Benito's not going to get asked, like, how often he yeah. sits with Kendall Jenner and, like, all of this stuff. Like, details about their sex life. Like, I think that's so insane that, like, they were ever asked this. But at the same time, like, it's crazy that that was pop culture. Like, people, like, wanting to know really crude things. But then, like, societally, it was still, like, rarely conservative and especially justin and Brittany, both coming from the south both coming from like christian households because this writer again for the mirror emma wilson says to add insult to injury the former nsync star then decided to tear apart his ex-girlfriend who had claimed in many interviews she was saving herself for marriage before having sex and claimed he had taken her virginity while they were going out and again this is a thing as a lot of us lived through the the jonas brother era of purity rings like yeah. this was even more even more so before then of Brittany being from a southern family being from a religious family wanting to be a mother like purity and virginity is a really big deal we even have an episode about this called the virgin whore complex where we talk about this and we talk about how much christianity is intertwined with the idea of virginity and with the idea of purity and we did like a deep dive specifically on like religion as it relates to this so if you guys want to hear more about that you can go search like virgin whore complex on our podcast page and you'll find it but that was very much like setting the scene of the basis of all this foundation. So it's like when they were possible cheating rumors, she immediately became at fault and no one ever questioned Justin because they were very much the good boy and the good girl. And so it's like yeah. if one of them even has like the slightest mark against them, like obviously she was going to become the villain. Also, like society was not favoring women at this point in time, like by any means. So like yeah. she was an easy target to become the villain in this scenario. Yeah, and I think also, like, on top of that, it's always, like, oh, the girl is the one who kind of, like, steers you away from God. Like, it's always the girl being a harlot and never a boy wanting to fuck. Right, right. And, like, that's always the situation. And I think there's nothing wrong that with Brittany talking about the fact that, like, she grew up really religious and, like, that she had these hopes and dreams for herself or, like, goals for herself, whatever, based off of that religious upbringing and just because, like she didn't uphold to that for real doesn't mean that like she wasn't trying to some extent to like sell an image because I'm sure she was told like we've talked about this too like a lot of artists are like told to sell a certain idea of who you are 
and like the virginal thing was like very big and like the confusing men with like how hot you are and yet how it's like sweet and and virginal you are at the same time it mirrors what i was just saying about pop culture versus society of like her as a pop star image was like very sexual from a young age we've talked about like literally burned into my brain is britney spears 1999 (laughs) rolling stone cover story again we also have an episode about this if you dig but (laughs) with her ample bosom and honey thighs we always go back to this because it was so (laughs) insane but it's like her as a pop star was like very sexualized but then her as like britney the girl was like very like christian good girl and so it's almost like this dichotomy was making america so horny because they were already doing it with society versus pop culture it's wild yeah yeah and so it's just crazy like thinking back on this and like what the image of britney was which is that britney was supposed to be kind of like this good girl from like a christian family from louisiana who could do no wrong but everybody's gonna sexualize her and like since she's you know dressing provocatively in her music videos and stuff it's acceptable and then you know, she and Justin date and she's been partying, whatever, because she's becoming famous and kind of like the whole conversation around her shifts. And like the thing that is so crazy to me in regards to like what I mentioned before of like Justin was famous, but like barely famous compared to Britney when they started dating. When they started dating, Justin was still in NSYNC and like he left NSYNC in April of 2002 Britney and Justin broke up in like February of 2002 and Justified came out in November of 2002. So this all happened within a year. And I just think it's so crazy that like we're saying like him dating Britney really catapulted him into bigger stardom. Like people were paying more attention to him as a singular human rather than him as like the front man of NSYNC. And he really used that because it's like the second they broke up and everybody and he's getting the chance to do this press tour where he's making himself out to be like this scorned, sad boy who lost the love of his life because his his, his girlfriend cheated on him. He really used that yeah. to push his career forward because literally yeah. two months after the breakup and like during this like breakup press tour, he's like planning his exit from NSYNC and his Yeah, I Fuck album to come yeah. out. Yeah. And I just, it's just, it's so crazy to me now with like this information in regards to whether or not she actually lost her virginity to Justin and all this stuff, because like that was another one of the reveals like in the book is that Brittany says that she lost her virginity to one of her brother's best friends from childhood when she was a teenager. And I think this is so funny because when I Googled it, well, funny that like everybody's being like, oh my God, we didn't know this information. Cause I was like, I feel like we kind of did, but I Googled it and her mom, Lynn Spears wrote a memoir in like 2000, 2008 called Through the Storm, a real story of fame and family in a tabloid world. And in the book, she told everybody that Britney, <laughs> I mean, this article from New York Daily News from September 2008, I feel like I don't, I feel like Lynn Spears maybe didn't write this exactly, but this staffer wrote this and I just think it's too funny not to quote directly, but they say that Lynn reveals her daughter surrendered her chastity to a high school football stud when she was just 14. And this article is just funny because they write Lynn Spears, 53 confesses her regret of losing control of Britney's career to handlers who promoted her as a sex object and put her in raunchy videos. She admits she allowed her then 16 year old daughter to sleep with Timberlake, 
her Mickey Mouse Club co-star and went along with a hoax that Britney was a virgin. And then they go on to say Timberlake had shattered the fair maiden myth in 2003, blabbing to reporters, quote, she lost her virginity a while ago and I should know, which is a fucking crazy thing to say too. And this article also says that Justin told Barbara Walters that he gave Britney her first kiss. And so like the knowledge that Britney didn't lose her virginity to Justin has been available to the world since 2008. So I think it's crazy that it seems like a lot of people have the information now but i just feel like this is such villain behavior because like in this us weekly yeah. article about britney revealing that she didn't lose her virginity to justin timberlake they wrote timberlake had appeared on 2020 with barbara walters earlier that year and after walters asked whether britney had quote kept her promise to wait until marriage timberlake infamously burst out laughing like i'm sorry this is so crazy to me just like put yourself in the mindset of being like a teen or like in your early 20s and losing your virginity and that person like making fun of you basically on live television yeah insane behavior like that's so fucked in the head insane behavior it's so oh my god it just it makes me sick it makes me so sick and just to like think about how britney has written in instagram captions over the past couple years like how badly she wants to have a baby again and just to think about the fact that like she had to have an abortion when she was so young when she thought that like justin was the love of her life and like we've seen britney posting on her instagram for the past couple of years like how much she wants to have a baby again and like how that's always like being a mother is something that she always inherently wanted and so it must have been just so difficult for like a late teen early 20 year old Britney Spears to go through the situation where she thinks like this is the love of my life he's gonna be my husband and they get pregnant and then he's like we're too young for this it's gonna ruin our lives and then she has to get an abortion yeah Man, the whole thing is crazy. Part of the memoir, she says, like, this is, like, the abortion was the most painful thing she's ever had to do in her life. And then fans are kind of, like, piecing things together that they think her song and music video for every time is about, like, her abortion. Because in the music video, she's in a hospital. And she walks through the hospital with two women, one who had just died and one who just gave birth. And then she sings, every time I try to fly, I fall. Without my wings, I feel so small. I guess I need you, baby. And every time I see you my dreams i see your face you're haunting me i guess you i need you baby it's so sad with like so yeah a lot of yeah a lot of fans were on twitter like exactly saying the same thing like they were just so heartbroken like thinking about it now like having a whole different meaning yeah and i mean like one of the quotes that people included in the first article about like the reveal of the abortion that britney wrote is Quote, it was a surprise, but for me, it wasn't a tragedy. I love Justin so much. I always expected us to have a family together one day. This would just be much earlier than I'd anticipated. But Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives, that we were too young. Brittany continued to write, quote, If it had been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. And yet Justin was so sure that he didn't want to be a father. And like, it's just so sad. It makes me so heartbroken for her. Just like, could you imagine going through this and like knowing that like to you, it's like against everything you've ever believed in to have an abortion. But the person that you love is like, I don't want this. And you're like, okay, well, maybe if I get rid of the baby, then like we can stay together and rebuild our relationship. And then for the relationship to end, because things like this can cause turmoil and people to act out and do dumb things because they're not talking about it or dealing with those emotions. And then for the relationship to end because of like 
possibly just a kiss when she was clearly going through something that Justin seemingly did not support her during for then him to do this press tour and like laugh about people assuming that she was still a virgin and like joke about the sex acts that they did like oh my god he's so fucked in the head it's so it's so sick it's so deranged I also just think that like as a society we don't well, we mostly don't talk about women's abortions, but I also think that there's a big lack of, like, empathy or, like, recognition that, like, women have to deal with a lot of pain to go through that. And, like, it's literally yeah. a trauma to your body to do that. Yeah. And I think, like, no one no one talks about that. And it's just, like, a simple little procedure and it goes away and it's, like, not that. And so I can see, like, how for Brittany, too, like, this is something that she's had to, like, live with and deal with and then watch justin go parade around being an angel and her being yeah. villainized and every like everything everything that happened to her and the conservatorship and everything it's just wild yeah it's also like we talk a lot on the podcast and when we interview artists about like the importance of mental health and like how so much music really is about dealing with your emotions and regardless of whether or not the artist realizes it or not like so much music helps people through mental health struggles you know and like to think that Britney was going through this at a time where like speaking about mental health help was like not not not, yeah just like not not a thing and I'm sure like within her family it would have been looked down upon for her to like see a therapist and just like just like it's just like this contextualizes so much of like her behavior following their breakup and like leading to to the conservatorship and all this stuff and like god I can like I can only imagine because like I'm assuming to her going through this loss very much felt like actually losing an alive person you know because it's like well I'm just saying it's like because for a lot of for for a lot of people I feel like going through an abortion is just like oh like it's a lump of cells like whatever and that can still be mentally exhausting to deal with like knowing that like this could have been a life at some point whereas to Brittany and people who are someone religious really wanted to be a mom yeah it's like this is my baby Right. And so, like, that that trauma and, like, clearly not having a supportive boyfriend through yeah. it just, like, contextualizes so much about, like, her behavior yeah. and everything that happened and her partying and drinking and, like, going a little bit crazy True. and all this stuff, like, I crazy. also want to, yeah, I also want to acknowledge Justin's, like, quote in, like, post, like, documentary that happened yeah. in 2021 when he responded to, like, the Britney Spears doc that came out. He said, I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. He says, industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. And then he notes that he failed Spears, adding that he still has respect for her, writing that, as a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this because of my ignorance I didn't recognize it for all that it was while it was happening in my own life but I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again and I can do better and will do better the thing is that didn't he also like with all of this coming out didn't he make a statement that was like I think we should just leave things in the past I'm pretty sure he did oh a source tells entertainment tonight that Justin has been focusing on his own family trying not to concern himself with Britney's memoir 
in recent years, Justin has tried to be supportive of Brittany from a distance. They dated so long ago, but he still has respect for her. Justin and Jessica just want everyone to grow and evolve instead of continuing to bring up the past. Okay, well, continuing to bring up the past... Brittany never got to tell her story, first yeah. of all. Brittany, yeah. like, quite literally never had an opportunity to tell her own story. So I don't yeah. think it's fair to say, like, continuing to bring up the past. And, like, I don't want, like, I didn't ask to be part of this narrative bullshit. Like, yeah. look, Justin, you already got off, like, scotch-free. Like, you already, like, have had a successful career and life and, like, are doing the fucking Trolls movie now. Like, Brittany gets to tell her story and we get to recognize that you were also a villain in all of this. Like you already got the success and the fame. Like you're nothing's going to be bad for you now. It just feels so disgusting and makes me so upset in so many ways. And I just like, I mean, we talked about it after this all happened and we talked about his kind of dumb, very well PR written apology note, but like it leaves so little and it feels so empty. I just and don't think like there's no I just don't think there's any public apology that's ever going to do no any good Never. because it's already been done. Like it doesn't really matter. Like there's no way he could have written this better. No, like, 100% not. But I just I don't know. I guess it's just one of those things where I'm like if you really want to put your money where your mouth is film an apology with her <laughs> like show us you apologizing to her face justin like i don't fucking, like i don't know what i want like i'm never gonna be happy i'm gonna no. be honest with you like yeah. i'm always gonna want to see his head on a spike if i'm gonna be real like a, this man is a villain and i just am loving every second of the fact that his star dulled so bad that he had to use the Trolls movie franchise to relaunch NSYNC and get people to care about him again. I love it so much that, like, he just, like, fell from grace so much and is, like, so fucking irrelevant. Ugh. It just feels so good. Like, it feels so good. (laughs) This is the revenge, Justin. You doing the Trolls movie. This will be your legacy. It's such a fall from grace. I think that he... I don't know. Like, there's been speculation online about the fact that, like, he... Because he's, like, been doing the Trolls franchise for, like, a couple years now. So there's, like, some speculation online that, like, he and his team and DreamWorks, like, since they knew that the Britney Spears memoir was going to exist, like, they planned for this. And, like, this has been Mm. the plan the whole time to, like, do something in regards to NSYNC to, like, bring Justin back into, like, the public like good side because he's giving us back in sync yeah and it's just like i don't know i just i really don't think that there's any action he can do to recover from this personally but also i am delusional in thinking that people can be canceled when i know that that never works right but i like to think that people are as spiteful and hateful as i am (laughs) just will be like you're dead to me um but (laughs) Not everybody acts like that. Not everybody does that, which like to each their own. I'm not going to hold that against anybody else. Like, I don't, it's, I don't expect this behavior from others. So the memoir, oh, actually from time of recording, the memoir actually fully comes out tomorrow, October 24th. So probably in a week or two weeks, once people have some time to sit with this book, I'm sure we'll do kind of like another episode once we find out more. We definitely have lots of like Britney related content in the past if you scroll through our feed, but I feel like this was like a good kind of like 
rehashing for everyone. If you don't remember or you are unaware of like Britney history, just kind of like what happens with her and Justin and like why this is so pertinent now. Yeah, it's very relevant. And I think like we've said a lot, Britney and a lot of what happened to her, I think created a textbook of like how to keep young stars from that ever occurring to them again, which like sucks for Britney and is great for everybody else. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just like, I'm very intrigued to see how the world reacts once we have the full book and not just like the juiciest tidbits being pulled out of it for articles. So yeah, obviously today was a big discussion, a lot of silly, goofy stuff, a lot of Britney rewind, rehashing, lots of past information from old episodes, which will be linked in our show notes as per usual. But if you guys have any thoughts or feelings about the about this episode, about the conversations we were having today, we would love to chat with y'all. You can come and do that over on social media. We are at Name Three Songs on all platforms. If you have any personal beef, grievances, or love you would like to give Jenna or myself, I am at Sarah underscore Fagan on all platforms, and Jenna is at Jenna underscore Million. So with all that being said, thanks so much for joining us this week on Name Three Songs. And until next time, never let anyone make you feel bad about your favorite band. I remember you're never too cool to watch Damiano and Anita in a music video. And don't forget to subscribe to be notified when each episode comes out and leave us a five-star review. They really help. If you want to find out more about any of the sources we referenced in this episode, you can visit Name3Songs.com. <laughs>